This is NEPM's Valley Voices Summer Shorts Podcast. I'm Andrew Shelfo, and this is my story, Running with the Goats. The theme of the evening was crossroads, and it made me think of all the great country roads we have around here that are perfect for running on. And also it made me think about the biggest road race in the area. The audience at the Shea Theater that night was amazing. From my very first line, they were so supportive and engaged. I wish I could bottle how great it felt to share my story with them. Thank you. I, I like to run, and I feel so lucky to live in a part of the country where there are so many wonderful country roads where I can do that. I've, I've run up Old Sunderland Road in Montague, and I've waved at the goats. I've, I've felt enlightened as I've run up Cave Hill Road past the Peace Pagoda, and I've felt energized when I run on the Canal Side Trail here in Turner's. But on this particular day, I'm not really thinking about the roads. I'm thinking about the Good Samaritan who's pulled over, and he's rolled down his window and he says to me, are you okay? Because that looked really bad. And I say to him, it's okay. I've been here before. I've been down here on the ground before. There was a time in the late 1970s and early 1980s where if you wanted to be the fastest kid on West End Road in South Orange, New Jersey, you had to beat me. And that wasn't going to happen. I was the fastest kid in the neighborhood. I took on all comers and beat them. I would race kids while they were riding their bikes, and I would beat them. In sixth grade, I beat Nancy Yates in a foot race at recess and became the fastest kid in my elementary school. And then in seventh grade, I ran home from school every day just because. I was fast, and I liked running, and it was a big part of who I was. And then one day when I was 15, I'm playing touch football in the street, and I stop to make a cut, but my knee doesn't. And I fall to the ground in a tearful heap. I did make the tackle, though, so that's important. Now, this was in the dark ages, before MRIs and arthroscopic surgery, and, and I went to the doctor, and he said, well, I'll know the extent of the damage once I get in there, which was a horrifying phrase to me. And he said, you'll know the extent of the damage by how big the cast is when you wake up. So I had a torn MCL and a broken kneecap and some torn muscles, and my cast went from the top of my thigh down to the tips of my toes. And I said, that's it, no, no more running for me. And for years I didn't run, and I, and I tried to like, find a way to replace that feeling, you know? I, I, I rode my bike a lot, and as much as I'm ashamed to admit it, I tried rollerblading for a while. <laughs> but it didn't really, you know, it didn't really work for me. So one day I went to the local high school track and I started running, and I could barely make it around one lap. And I said, that's it, I can't do it anymore. But something was calling me back, and then as an adult, I, I, I started to try it again. And this time, I got a little bit better at it. It was painful, it was humiliating at times. In fact, in the first absurdly named fun run that I ever did, I finished behind a group of giggling teenage girls when the gentle slope near my house that I'd driven up hundreds of times proved to be insurmountable. But there was some spark that I noticed in me and it felt good, so I, I kept on doing it. And I wasn't 
ever a really good runner. I, I, I didn't win any races, but I was determined and I kept at it. And I would run year round in all kinds of weather. And then one January, I fell. Have you ever noticed, like, we can divide our life into like three periods. There's this period when we're younger, where we fall all the time, we don't really think about it. And then there's this middle period where we rarely think about falling because we don't ever fall. And then I used to think this is just for old people, but there's another period where you worry about falling all the time. So as I'm lying on the ground and the Good Samaritan asked me how I'm doing, I realized that I entered the third period of my life. And I don't really know what happened because I was, I was running and, and it felt good. And then the next thing I know, I'm going down and my knee hurts with that familiar pain from so many years ago. The second day after I fell, I had to go to the grocery store, and I had to use one of those motorized carts, which is not as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> the next day, the third day, I finally gave in and I went to the orthopedist. I didn't want to go to the orthopedist because I know he was going to say to me, you know, you got to stop running, but I, you know, I had to go. So I go there and he walks in for that first time and he looks at me and he says, you know, you runners, you just never stop. And then he leaves, and I go get x-rays, and then he looks at the x-rays, and he comes back in, and this time he's carrying a plastic model of the human knee. It's never a good sign when they're walking carrying a plastic model of anything. <laughs> but thankfully, you know, nothing was torn. He just talked about arthritis, and he talked about wear and tear, and he said, you know, you're going to need a knee replacement, and, but that's not way, it's till way in the future. And I said, wait a second. What am, I, what am I supposed to do now about running? And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, buy a bike. But he didn't know that before I fell, I had signed up, I'd spent money for the Holyoke St. Patrick's Day road race. So I couldn't take his advice. So I, I rested for a while and, and, and then the day of the race came, and, and this race is, is one of my favorite races because it's, it's, the crowd is, is, is huge, it's, it's like a one, it's a big party, and, and I have my own pre-race routine for this race. I, I, I go to the stop and shop in Holyoke, and I park my car there, and then I go in and I use the bathroom, and then I go down to the starting line. So I come out of the bathroom, and I, I run into this kid. He was probably 10 or 11 years old. And, and I, I remembered him because he had been out front. He was, like, selling candy bars, raising money for something. So he looks at me, and he notices that I have a, a runner's bib, a number, pinned on my shorts. And he says, oh, you're doing the race. And I said, I said yeah, yes, I am. And, and he said, how many laps is that race? I said, I don't know. It's six miles. I guess it's a lot of laps. And then he says, what does the winner get? And I said, I think the winner gets a couple hundred dollars, but I, you know, there's no way I'm gonna win. And his face dropped and he stared at me and he said, you don't know that. Maybe you just need to think you're gonna win. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> and, and I have to admit in all the races that I've done, you know, the, the Lake Wyola race, the Sawmill 10K in Montague on New Year's Day, the the Don Maynard race in Greenfield, I have never once thought about winning. Because for me, it was always about finishing the race and not looking like too big of an idiot while I do that. But there was something about what he was saying to me that, that kind of touched me. And, and, I, and I left there and I, and I went down to the starting line and then, and then the starting gun went off. Now, sometimes I have these running dreams. 
and, and I'm, I think I'm doing the right thing by not thinking too much about what I'm running from or what I'm running to in these dreams. But in these running dreams, I'm running perfectly. Everything feels right. Everything feels dreamy. It feels like I'm doing what I was meant to do, and it feels like I'm running the way I used to run on West End Road. In this Holyoke race, that's what it felt like. And I, and I don't know where it came from. It could be that I healed. It could be that the stars aligned. I don't know. But I'm running, and all of a sudden, I'm passing people. I never pass people. They're always passing me. And I keep on running, and everything works out, and I win the race. I didn't win the race, I'm sorry to say. The guy who won the race could have run that course twice and beaten me by a healthy margin. But I ran much better than I expected to. And I started thinking about that kid at the stop and shop. Like, he saw me with a number on my shorts and he believed that I could win. And I saw myself as someone who would never win. He taught me something about how we should believe and what we should believe in ourselves. And I think about that kid and I think about how our paths crossed and when that happened, the gift that he gave to me was one of gratitude. Thank you very much. Andrew Shelfo rounds out our Summer Shorts podcast season with his story, Running with Goats. NEPM and the Academy of Music are opening up season nine of our live Valley Voices Story Slams soon. You can get your tickets for those fun storytelling events through our website, nepm.org. I'm Katie Wright. I'm the producer of our Valley Voices podcasts. I'll be back this fall with full-length podcasts that feature the winners of each of our Valley Voices story slams. So make sure you're subscribed to Valley Voices. You can do that, too, at nepm.org. Talk to you in the fall.